Episode 4 A little lower than the angels Genesis 1, verse 26 to 31 Verse 26 Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image and likeness, and let them rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky. Let them rule over the tame animals, over all the earth, and over all the small crawling animals on the earth. God's final part of the created order was man. Man is the most complex and sophisticated organism in the universe, and even more, man bears God's image. Here, in the first chapter of the Bible, we see another aspect of God that reveals his nature. The account says, Let us make human beings in our image and likeness. Everything in creation resembles the Creator in a limited way, but the Bible proclaims that man is created in God's image. What does it specifically mean to be created in God's image? Let's review a few ways that we, as God's image bearer, reflect Him. Mentally. We have mental powers to deduce things, to search things out, and to act rationally. We have reason, and we have free will. This resembles God's intellect, and any time we use our mental capacities in a constructive way to invent, write, paint, enjoy, or calculate, etc., we reflect God in this way. Morally, we have a sense of righteousness, justice, mercy, truthfulness, and we act on these because they came from God in whose image we were created. In other words, these moral tenets aren't arbitrary. Instead, when we act in a moral way, we acknowledge that we were created in God's image and He is the ultimate expression of the morality we display, even if we don't always make our moral decisions correctly. Paul reminds us of this in Romans chapter 1, when he speaks of the wrath of God which is directed at us for our incorrect moral thoughts and actions. When we exercise our morals in a positive way, we reflect right morals instilled in us by our morally perfect God. Opposing abortion reflects God's image because it protects life created by Him. When we steal, we move away from God's image, which is uprightness and justice. When societies or people write just laws, punish evil, and promote proper behaviour, we confirm that a higher standard exists that reflects God's image. When we use our talents in a way that brings him honour, we reflect his image more perfectly. Socially, we were created for fellowship by the God who understands fellowship. Let us make human beings in our image and likeness. According to the Bible, there is only one God. But the Bible explains, even in the Old Testament, that within God there is a Godhead. Three persons in one essence. These three exist in eternal harmony and love. The term us in this verse confirms this concept. And it also confirms God's social nature. When God created man, he did it in order to have fellowship with him.
There was no need to create us, but because of his goodness and his social nature, he did. This great act of Genesis 1 demonstrates that he is a being who cherishes fellowship. Our fellowship between each other, therefore, reflects God's social qualities. Not only are we created in God's image, but God said, let them rule over the tame animals, over all the earth, or over all small crawling animals on the earth. God has given man dominion over the other creatures of the earth. Although these creatures are wonderfully made, and are to be cared for by man, they are not on the same level as man. We, as the caretakers of God's world, have been given the right and the responsibility to manage the animals of the earth. Even in the Bible during the times of Israel's judges, God acknowledged that animals needed to be kept in check so as not to overrun the people dwelling in the land. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 20 to 22, it says this, The Lord your God will also send hornets to attack them. Even those who are alive and hiding from you will die. Don't be afraid of them. The Lord your God is with you. He is a great God and people are afraid of him. The Lord your God will force those nations out of the land. They will leave little by little ahead of you. Don't destroy them all at once. Otherwise, the wild animals will grow too many in number. In Genesis, as well as elsewhere in the Bible, an animal that takes a man's life is to be destroyed because it has killed God's image bearer. And the same is true with man. If a man intentionally kills another man, his life is to be taken because he has killed a person created in God's image. The Bible is perfectly clear that the bloodshed of a person can only be atoned for by the blood of the person who committed the murder. We reject these laws at our peril because they stem not from human governmental laws, but from God's eternal laws based on his image. The crown of God's wonderful creation plan is God's image bearer known as man. Angels tend to his needs unaware, and the domain of earth is under his care. As special as God formed him to be, man turned away from the creator, you see. And so there is a rift between God and man, and this rift is a vast one that we cannot span. But God did the work to reconcile the two. He sent his son Jesus, all things to renew. And so again we stand in his glorious light, because of the Saviour, who has made all things right. Hallelujah and Amen.